Seagulls. Oh, dude, just hyped. And uh, Amon Amara, Amarth. Amarth? What you guys That's both the Viking know stuff. <laughs> Wait, I, I brothers from another mother, I guess. Apparently, what, this needs to be on the episode. Why are we not recording this? Are we recording? Well, then we're playing all this stuff. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, let's go. Spotify's gonna get their <laughs> panties in a bunch. Oh no, they're gonna take away our sponsorships. Don't sue us. The yeah, who, whatever. The other, the who. Right. They get one more play. They don't care. Yeah, what are they gonna care? But doesn't it not play if it's not on Spotify? Is not how it works? Out? I don't know. Like yeah, it cuts if it's it on Spotify, it'll play it. Yeah. If you like embed the song into the show, then you can't. You can only play it on Spotify. It sounds like uh, sounds like theater music. It is like the Star Wars or Mandalorian soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very is that how you heard it? Yeah. Well, that's how I actually heard Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Patrick told me about these guys. I think. Of course, Patrick. That's, that's yeah. what that was right. going to say. That's how you got it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Patrick sure. and I have share some weird similarities. That dude's got some weird music he listens to. I don't know, Patrick. He was gone before I got here. Like, I'm pretty sure I could fight a cake buffalo to this song. I don't know if I could fight a cake buffalo without this song. I think I could. I think I would have a chance to win, too. <laughs> so just as our listeners should know, my, my heart rate went from 60. We're up to 90 now. No like, shit. Just sitting here listening to this song. And it's like literally That's just awesome. getting amped up. And we haven't even gotten to the drop yet. No. 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 Poor listeners' ears are now just bleeding. <laughs> This is my daughter's theme song in the morning for daycare. Just show up to daycare with this blasting out the, the minivan doors. It makes me want to make a short video to this. We should uh, do this for ice fishing. This would be this would be an awesome a montage of people cutting holes in the ice and spearing. I'm giant. I'm totally going. Let's go. Like shirtless with like animal fur on. I've got uh, a deer hide. I got a bear hide at home. Let's go. You're not the QAnon shaman, are you? I could be if you want me to. I can be whatever you need me to be for the right price. Hey, <laughs> twenty bucks is twenty bucks. <laughs> this sounds like some like a montage from a Disney movie. What? I can't. I can't hear. You want it? I don't care. Do what you gotta do. Welcome to the Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rocks. Hey, everybody. Uh, that, uh, Interesting new opening music there, brought to us by the uh, what is it the Who the Who the we H- were H U yeah we were trying to get all amped up for this that was pretty awesome I'm going home and fighting my pit bull now <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna get a bunch of swords in the parking lot and start taking out uh, anger towards each other yeah that uh, that one gets you going doesn't it it does it's, uh, it's like caffeine you shouldn't listen to that uh, before or after eight o'clock I'm up to ninety two beats per minute sitting here relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> my palms are sweating. Yeah, I, but aren't you like, you, like literally? It's I'm ready. Like, it's like a workout. I'm ready, and you don't even need to do anything. Maybe that's the new science. 
palms are sweating, knees yeah. weak, arms are heavy. There you yeah. go. Well, that other voice you guys hear is our guest this week, Doug Glimmerman, right? I'm saying that right. No, incorrect. <clears throat> Try again. That's how you spelled it on the text you sent me. Is it not Glimmerman? Is it Gillerman? <laughs> what the fuck is it? Oh, <laughs> well, there goes wow. this episode. Jeez, we're going to have to bleep out stuff already. Hey, that pit bull got me. It got in my veins. The who? <laughs> I think there's a, isn't there a car dealership, Gilmerman? Gilliman. That's yep. the car dealership. Well, you're going to have to correct me because I don't know how to say it differently. <sighs> it's Glimmerveen. Glimmerveen. Glimmerveen? Glimmerveen, yes. What in the hell did you text me, John? <laughs> Okay, you think I can spell anything through text? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you very clearly spelled out glimmer men. It's not the first time, so don't worry about okay, it. Okay, you realize okay. these... Is there a V in it? Yes. Glimmer V. Okay, okay, does anyone... If you see the size of my thumbs... It covers about, half his phone. Yeah, so it's like smash, smash, So you're smash, just smash, making smash, a blanket smash, jump. Smash, you're just smash. making blanket excuses now for misspelling. Okay. <laughs> uh, we had a customer, we did his order... Actually, five rods with five different spellings of his last name per his text every time. And then finally, he took a picture of his driver's license. He's like, it's Beerman, like this. I'm like, well, I'm spelling it the same way you texted to me. He goes, I know, I can't text. I'm like, oh, at least two brothers that understand each other. I cannot spell through text. Well, I, I have noticed now. Now that I've. Everyone check your keyboards. Now the that M and the V are not very close. They're not close either. Yeah. Doug, well, with his thumbs. Hang, hang on, Let, let's let's actually watch this because <laughs> did it autocorrect? It must have autocorrected. So you're like, okay, there's an N. Oop, that was trying to N. Okay, so if I'm gonna spell, we're gonna try it. This is super compelling audio right here. <laughs> right. That's what I get. Okay. So that's it, that's it, not uh, what you texted me. I know. But I was close. What does that say? Glovermind? Gloverman. What the? That's a, I, that's a new one. Because no. the O and the I are next to each other. So it just literally well, just smash, smash, smash. Doug Glimmerveen. That a boy. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Um, Doug is uh, a host, the host of the um, Smackdown Outdoors podcast. Yes, sir. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This is our first it. ever collab. Uh-huh. We're Col super pumped. Collab. And, you know, I... I with Patrick from The Lone Angler, Dale from Full Scale, and everybody else, I got no problem working with other podcasters, you know? so Well, we're definitely aspiring and looking at... Who's this guy? Who's this guy? This is the trying guy... Trying to be quiet. Yeah, shake my hand and... Trying to be quiet. <laughs> hi, Kenny. Hi. Oh, hi, Kenny. Was that like a... Was that like a... Did I just make his day? Am, uh, am I a celebrity have. and he thinks I'm something special? He's never going to wash that hand again. You, you're actually... He you're, didn't wash it before, but that's... Kenny, you just right, mentioned... I'm going to wash mine right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh. <laughs> oh, he's still here. Huh. Okay, back, Andy. <laughs> well, Doug, thank yeah. you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're super pumped because if I'm sure if you've listened to us, you definitely have listened to the SmackDown podcast. So you, you <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, fill up the hand, hand sanitizer. There we go. Oh, good lord, it's on my shoe now. <laughs> wow, I'm taking a bath. Okay, speaking of hand sanitizer, now that it got a little warmer out, I had a little incident today because the hand sanitizer is like. Real liquid now, not frozen. Yeah. Went to dump it in the Menards parking lot. I had hand sanitizer everywhere. Then you got to walk into Menards with, you know, hand sanitizer all over your pants. It's a little awkward. Well, what what part of the pants did it hit? The, uh, like, well, below the knee or? It was kind of everywhere. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those, because I've been, you know, it's it, with 30 below, it's a little... It's close to freezing. Yeah. It is not close to freezing when it's 40. No. But have you ever been, I mean, have you been in Menards before? 
Yeah, nobody's looking at your pants. It's like Walmart, dude. Well, it, if it, there it goes was, my Menard sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of like Walmart. I go, I will agree with you there. Yeah, your pants have to be real messed up yeah, for right, people to notice. Right, right. It was just embarrassing. It was cold walking walking in because it's hand sanitizer. Everywhere. You must be looking at a lot of people's pants if you think they're going to worry about yours. I just I had got a little bit. I haven't been out in public for so long. I mean, so long you forgot how to use hand sanitizer. No, I just forgot how to walk in. COVID's Menards. been tough to you, man. I, I they emailed me because I had a pickup order I forgot about since January. It was my little Flame King one pounders. Menards is the best price on them. Mm. Um, well, good to know. They're like thirteen dollars each after tax. And if anybody needs any, they're in there uh, up by Malax. Tut's Bait and Tackle has a few. Really, of just the one pounders. Yeah. Yeah, that's they've that's, got a bunch of one pound normal Coleman, you know, disposable. Are these ones? like the tall blue ones? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Those they're are the refillable ones. The, yeah, the they're called Flame King. They're one pound refillables. Yeah. Huh. If you would have watched the uh, Smackdown Outdoors virtual ice fishing show when Flame King was on, Mister mm. Bluegill showed us step by step how to use them. Thank you for your support. It's going to be like that. Huh? One I was on oh, that you, show. I was oh, on that show. Yeah, and then oh. he turned it off and went to bed. <laughs> Sorry, Flame King. Hey, remember you asked to have me on your show, so <laughs> this is I deserve it's gonna be this. like a celebrity roast this. tonight. Yeah, oh, right? for sure. Except for the celebrities doing the roasting, they would just have to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. kind of opposite. That's fair. I mean, whatever. I well, you did the um, virtual ice show, and that was a for a lot of the smaller companies, it was a huge success because it was a way to talk about your products, kind of like an ice show, and actually watch them in action. Yeah, and the biggest thing from that that I kind of took away from it, and I kind of was thinking about it before too, is St. Paul show gets 20,000 people, whatever it is, right? And that's it. Like if you're not there, you don't see some of these things. Well, we, last time I checked, we had 180,000 views on this, on the whole thing from all over the place, from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean, Canada, down to Florida. I mean, we'd almost covered 50 states with this. So it's not just those 20,000 people. It was eyeballs from all over the place that might not have known about Tuned Up Custom Rods or Flame King before. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, so um, that was really cool to be able to spread the word of ice fishing in Minnesota, small companies and everything to literally the world. And we did have some, a couple over in Europe too. Some, a few views in Europe, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, but I... it's for me, it was just cool to actually have a little bit of a normal feeling. Like mm-hmm. It's like there's hope. That was that was our thing. It, w- it felt like there was some hope. Yeah. It was nice to get a chance to present the rod lineup too. So it's yeah. not something we get to do very often. Actually, it was a more controlled environment than trying to explain it to every customer at the show. Because a lot of people are yeah. brand new and they're like, oh, what rod do I need to use for bluegills? And I'm like, well, there's there's four rods you can use for bluegills. We're all out of bull whips, so power position? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, yeah. Laker stick works yeah. great? No. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that you can, you know, you guys are sitting there. You were talking to everybody that was watching that at once. Yep. Not trying to sell to that guy. Get, you know, not that you're trying to push him out, but you need to sell to him to get to that guy, to get to that guy, to get to that guy, to get to that guy. No, you're talking to a couple hundred people at once, you know, and that's the cool thing about that, you know, that part of it too. Yeah, it was a very different environment for us. I mean, and honestly, not having the St. Paul show was a weird, like, stress reliever, but then also the added stress of trying to ship all that stuff out too. But Mm -hmm. I mean, just going to the St. Paul show, it's a lot of work for mm-hmm. a lot of these companies. I mean, you have to pack up 
I mean, I know we pack up our entire shop and drive down there um, and then try to make it work for a weekend and then pack it all back up and drive home. Yep. And just physically being there is exhausting and expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, it was nine to five today. That's a nice day. I said, yeah, I've been here since six o'clock this morning and I won't leave until seven. Yeah. And then you, you still got to have like a dinner and something to do to relax because you're so, at least for me, I come home and I'm so wound up. Well, that like, and you're sore from standing on a concrete floor for yeah, eight the, to 10 hours a day. The foot, the foot ache is yeah. something you can't explain. No, no, or no. For, shin ache, knee ache. <laughs> for us, you know, you guys, you did your, your spot and you did your normal thing. For us, it was 27 hours, I think. Between the three days, so uh, our asses all hurt. Oh yeah, it was you guys like legitimately. My ass hurt from sitting in that chair for three days. What were you guys in? A, like a an ice castle or something? It no, like we were in my office. Where were you? Yeah, I just got wood paneling. On okay, the yeah, yeah. Huh. It looked like an ice castle. It, I thought yeah. it was. I was hoping it was an ice castle. I was yeah. disappointed because that's our goal is to have an ice castle as our studio. I've thought about like, that. Son yeah. of a gun stole it from us. Yeah, no, I've thought about that idea. Glacier, if you're listening. Or Ice Castle, or no, Yeti. Anybody. Firebrand. Fire well, we both said Firebrand. <laughs> big, big foot, big tooth, bare um, tooth. But basically bare anybody, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, Leroy's custom shacks. Yeah. Leroy makes a good shack. It's fine. <laughs> Dude, I'd take a canvas craft shack right now. Well, we did. Our, we made our spot appearance in an otter. Yeah, we did. I brought my otter in. We did. Actually, worked really well too. Or you guys were sitting in an otter? Yeah. yeah. Flip over? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> okay. The reason we did it was because we were going to put a backdrop up, but we had a little, we had a lot of things going on that morning. Well, mm-hmm. then we could sit and still have the rods behind us. Yeah. We had two places to sit. It actually worked out pretty good. Yeah. But we realized that an otter cabin and the two of us do not fit. <laughs> I could have told you that. Well, when they're closed, <laughs> we had it open, so we were all right. Yeah. But if that was closed, we would have been cuddling. We'd have been tight. Yep, it's all right. It so is what it is. Have you been out ice fishing at all this year? Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit here and there. You know, when it's not forty-eight below zero, yeah, or I, snowing like crazy. I took a three-week three-week hiatus because I don't. I hate fishing when it's that cold. Yeah, no. everything breaks for me. Well, I've been doing the the camping thing this year, and it's fun. But that weekend when it was super cold, and it's just like you know, I don't feel like breaking stuff. And when you get all set up. Like, I don't leave the house because unless I, you know, got to take leaks, so I'll go outside and do that. But I'm in the house, so I'm warm. Got the heater cooking. But setting up in five below and then tearing down in five below, hopefully the truck starts when I need the truck start and everything. Yeah, no. So I just said to heck with it. But, yeah, my ice fishing season has been, I don't know, a little less than spectacular. I really haven't. Uh, I've been trying to catch more walleyes this year. Typically, I go more panfish because, well, they're easier to catch, fun, you know. But. Yeah, you know, it's ice fishing. I've kind of, not that I've grown out of ice fishing, but I've gotten to the point that, you know, I'm almost 40. I don't want to work that hard. So I'll get out when I can. I'll enjoy it, you know, as much as I can, but I'm not like super stressed out. Like I've got to go ice fishing. So yeah. I feel the same way. This year has been a down year for me. It just hasn't been out. I mean, when we couldn't drive for so long and then all of a sudden it's 30 below, that no one wants to go out in that. Well, this year snows a bunch. I've gotten out more this year than I had the last two years. Mm. The last two years were horrible with the weather, with all the snow we had, all that cold we had, and then the slush and all that stuff. It just yeah, the last two years it was really bad. So this year I've actually gotten out more, which is good. 
I usually get on a ton early ice and then February hits and my kid either has basketball or some sport that I'm not sure what they are anymore. And then <laughs> March hits and I can, I can fish again. So I usually miss most of the mid walleye season. It's February though. You don't miss much anyway. Nope. I, I've then. learned that. I mean, I used to get bummed, but then I'm like, it's negative 35. I don't really even want to be out there. And if I am, I'm not going to slaughter and fish. I'll be freezing my tail off. Yeah. Well, and, and walleye, like you go to Mille Lacs and it was like, oh, you know, it's Mille Lacs. It's, you know, whatever. You're going to catch fish. Not really. Not unless you get on that spot on the spot. So if you want to be real successful, really scout out that nighttime spot, park there. And then during the day, if you don't have a snowmobile or a wheeler, kind of good luck. But if you got a snowmobile or wheeler, move around because then you'll find them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can get, you know, pick off one here, pick off one there, move reef to reef, spot to spot. But yeah, if you're just sitting in one spot, during the day, you might as well just sleep. That's what I love to do in the ice house. About sleep? Three o'clock. I always am just gone, especially when that sun like starts to kind of peak and then it's like warm, but kind of, yep, I fall asleep instantly. <laughs> I was on a photo shoot um, a couple of years in Ooh, Ontario. Good for you. <laughs> I flipped over my ice house. I'm it was too sexy it was, for my shirt. No, it was too a, sexy lunchtime and I flipped over my otter and Close my eyes and I was out. <laughs> wake up, <laughs> wake up. Everybody's like, "It's time to move." I'm like, "Great!" Everybody's like, "Well, you look great." I'm like, "Yeah, I've been sleeping for <laughs> half an hour." I've got my mind on open water. I'm kind of done with ice this year. Quit that thinking. No. I started getting stuff ready. Yeah, and restocking and all sorts of stuff. I, sh- I think I've already got probably six, seven hundred dollars worth of open water gear this year already. Oh boy. Yeah, it's in. Yeah, I'm not even close to where i need to be but whatever i built four rods for open water already so and i ordered a boat yeah you you did you went the full plunge i went big yeah that i was can't me, wait me two years ago what, what did you of, get uh crestliner 1650 pro tiller tiller or, yeah mm. Ooh, two wheel wheel guys and one tiller guy yeah tillers are amazing to fish out of i just don't like the driving position yeah i mean for me it was you know at that time i did more walleye fishing but um, I still bass fish. So I needed something with room where I can cast and not be impeded by, you know, the wheel and the windshields and all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, I just, so I wanted room. And after seeing that boat at the sports show, I was like, okay, yeah, the 1650 is plenty big. I mean, it's mm-hmm. huge. We've, I've had two guys, you know, me and another guy on, on the front deck and we could put three on there. I was very surprised. So, but yeah, it's kind of the best of both worlds. You can troll, you can bass fish. It, I can get in a foot of water and, you know, draft just fine. So a lot of these bigger boats can't get to where I can actually go. So I've got kind of an advantage there when I'm bass fishing. So Where do you do most of your fishing? Everywhere. I'm one of these guys that like, I don't like fishing just one lake. Like I fish medicine a lot because I live like five minutes from there. So... If I want to go after work or whatever, or, you know, I just feel like buzzing over there on a Sunday, I'll go there. But I just like fishing all over the place. And then, Do you go out of the park reserve or do you go out of that marina when you launch there? Uh, no, I go to the, the French park or yeah. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, That thing eats eats props. What does? The, the French park reserve. It does? Oh, yeah. In big boats, probably, I mean, a more manageable boat for that lake would probably Well, I suppose it is low. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. got some rocks right out from it. My, well, bro- just put my brother your... found them. Hmm. I haven't found those yet. 
Don't look for don't, him. Don't find him. Yeah, don't look for him. <laughs> Hopefully someone will. Although typically, I mean, I mainly bass fish that lake. So when I do, it's just throw the trolling motor down right there yeah. and hit those reeds. And then follow that up and out to where, you know, you get deep enough where I'm like, all right, yep, now I'll go to where I want to go fishing. Well, Metro, that lake always has fish in it, too. Metro oh, it's bass good is pretty good, usually. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it gets pressured, but it doesn't just... Well, people don't keep them as much, so there's... Well, you would hope not. Well, I mean, some people do, but... They're not as popular to keep. No. Mid-July bass is not very tasty, I'll tell you that. No, no. Out of 90-degree water. <laughs> I don't care what fish it is. It doesn't taste that good out I know, of that I, don't, I don't keep a lot of fish during the summer so or fall. I don't keep many fish, period. No, I Me neither. I've I have like one fish for a year, maybe. Four That's w- only if a buddy does wants to have it. Yeah, I think I'm at four walleyes this entire season. And that's Did you it. guys keep fish on red, Tommy, when oh, yeah. you were up there? Oh, yeah. What did you do with them? Ate them, but we didn't. You didn't clean them up there. No, no, they were frozen in the bucket, so <clears throat> just threw them in the back of the car, and I flayed them when I got home. And that was my one fish fry this year was red lake. So, okay, I, I even caught a keeper on Malax, a slot fish. Yeah, that's was hard a, to do. Whoa. It was uh, when I was out there two weeks ago. It was I was out there this weekend, didn't catch any, but I did catch my first burbot. But when I was up there last time, the very first fish Friday afternoon, twenty one and a half. Wow. Threw it back. Because what's the slot right now? That's 21 what? to 23. Jeez, that's a very That's hard window. fish to catch. Uh, They're saying that we might get one fish this summer. That's the recommendation, at least, for Malax. There's a lot of fish. And I think they're going to be bigger, though, right? That was the, the rumor that it was going to be like a 22 to 25 or something like that. That's so really? stupid. Well, <laughs> it's dumb. You're just chasing the same year class of fish, and then like a 25-inch fish, you're going to eat that? Yeah, that's no. a big fish. It should be here. Here we go. This is where we're going to get spicy. All right, let's okay. do this. One fish, no slot limit. One fish, whatever fish, whatever you fish you want to you want to keep keep. Here's the deal. When I caught that twenty one and a half, I threw it back. Right. I caught another like nineteen and change, whatever. And then the last fish that I caught was when I was literally I was packing up, and the only thing left was my shack. My, my hub and the rattle reel. And all of a sudden I heard the rattle reel and I stick my head in the door and it's slowly going down. I'm like, all right, cool. So pull the fish up and it's like a, I don't know, 17, something like that. Perfect eater size, right? The, the perfect eaters where you get good meat, but it's not perfect eater yeah. size. And I looked and I, it got, the hook was, it, I mean, it was gone. The hook was gone. Couldn't see it, but the air bladder was way too far out anyway so when i just i cut the line and i'm like well musky food yeah because yeah. you know that fish is dead that's- i should have been able to keep that fish but no but how are you i mean that's a tough one because that's almost like you have to teach people ethics up there you know like if you gut hook a fish you should keep that one well, I mean, if you gut hook a fish, it's no, you know, not, that's not that big of a deal. Well, but you just cut, say, cut your line and it'll survive. But when you get hook, the, pop it, the air bladder, yeah, their get, eyes are falling out of their head. Yeah. I mean, that should be the fish that I should have been able to keep. I I can't argue with that. That's no. not too spicy for me. No. No. I think, I think that's great. I just know there's like new panfish regs that changed on a few lakes that I fish up in Crowing County that they're down to five panfish. I mean, they're, they're yeah. trying to 
curb that population. They're so. supposed to be. And, and, and as far as the spiciness, I've I could have gone. I was I, I, that held, was, I held back there for a up, second. Turn it was, up. That was mayo. Are you ready for the explicits to come out? Um, <laughs> this is a family show. I know. I already swore once. Yeah, no, right. We're going to bleep that out. We're going to yeah, say right. it. Nope. We're going to put uh, rainbow <laughs> unicorn or something in there. Yeah. Well, no, it's just ridiculous. I mean, we're chasing around t- plus 20 inch fish and that's what we can keep. I mean, what? No, it's not a good eater. I don't care. And there's so many, there are so many fish in that lake. When I can go to that lake by myself and after five, maybe six hours, stack up 55 fish. Too many fish in that lake. And yeah. all I was doing was driving around to reef to reef, looking on the graph. There's a bunch of fish. Throw a jig with a leech, pop a couple fish, and move on. It's no secret that lake is f- perfectly healthy. It's got too many fish. It should not be easy to catch a walleye. Yeah, it should have some challenge. That's what everyone yes. says. Oh, you know, we had a hundred fish day. I'm like thinking at some point that e- whole ecosystem is going to collapse. Right. Because you're going to have so many t- apex predators. No bait fish, and it's going to fall apart. It's gotten lucky because there are a billion perch in that lake right now, small baby perch. And that's the reason why it's kind of hard fishing right now because the fish are like, well, I don't need to eat that shiner when there's a nice juicy perch over there. But there's too many fish in that lake. And I have said that same thing that you've said, that if we have a bait shortage, we're going to have way too many fish in that lake and it's going to collapse. And then they're going to go right back to the same thing of, oh, well, we need to not fish it and blah, 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 all that stuff. And hook mortalities, and which is the most overrated thing on the face of the planet. But, you know. Well, there's a lot of people that don't. I mean, they just they catch a fish out of deep water and they wind it up as fast as they possibly yeah. can. It's like, come on. There is just- hook mortality, but... The amount that they're attributing to oh, it is it's, it's, they're way over, over way yeah. overblown. Otherwise, way overblown. there'd be dead walleyes everywhere in Malax. Right. Yeah. But no, it shouldn't be easy to go to Malax and catch fish. Shouldn't. Not walleye. If you're a pro, like you do it for a living, you're a guide. Yeah. Well, obviously you can. But for me, the average Joe, to be able to go out there and do that, that's stupid. I got bored. <laughs> like legitimately <laughs> bored. That's why I went home after like five six hours. Like this is dumb. <laughs> I should have went smally fishing. Yeah. Well, smallie fishing are, I mean, they're, they're huge. Yeah. I mean, they're, and, and I'm afraid that's going to collapse too. No, I don't think so. I think they got a different forage basin. I think you're actually going to see bigger smallmouth. Like you're going to see fat smallmouth because there is so much perch in the lake right now. But are perch fatty enough to get them to the next level, like eight pounds or something like that? I know, like the Great Lakes, they Maybe. have dif- different forage, right? So you, yeah. you have greasier forage or fattier forage. Like, can they actually get to that level? Because I know. Well, when they just gorge themselves on three inch perch. Well, they're eating the crawfish, and there's tulabies in that lake. There's plenty of things to make fish big. But is there small like, ain't eating tulabies, though? No. But I'm saying that there's plenty of fish out there for them to eat. Yeah. Yeah. But like you look at Erie or something where there's a. Well, they're know, eating gobies out there. Yeah. I, I, aren't gobies a lot greasier? Like caloric intake they're a lot higher of a could be you know i mean just i'm thinking because malax still fascinates me because there's not you see 30 inch walleyes come out of malax but not very often yeah they like stop at some point and they just otherwise it seemed like you there should be 31s and 32s everywhere compared to like lake winnipeg yeah but i think that's part of the 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 pressure and the amount of people that when they do catch a 30 out of malax it's going on the wall yeah are you allowed to take a 30 home yeah anything over 28 
So it's one, one over 28. One slot. Or, or a slot. The slot fish. Fish, okay. Yeah. yeah. So well, you only that, get one, but it's that could be. either or. So, yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's certain lakes you can't grow a 30 inch fish in because there's not enough forage. There's just not enough room to get that many big fish in there. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's 30 inch fish in Tonka. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But there's not in medicine. There's been 29s. There's been 29s caught out of that lake. Just, just not enough just, I, room. It, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I, it, I suppose it's like the, I mean, this is probably a bad analogy, but you put a fish in an aquarium, it'll only grow so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's probably the same way. They only grow so big because their environment is not right. as big. Yeah, Lake of the Woods, Lake Erie, stuff like that. They've got millions of acres to roam around, get big, grow, because it is such a big body of water where you're not going to get caught. You know, you might you just might never get caught because you've just never been fished because there's that much water to cover. Yeah, because you're that fish that hangs out a little deeper than everybody else mm-hmm. does, and you just you know gorge yourself on gobies and everything else out yeah. there. I mean, I'm no no scientist by any means, and I'm sure there's guys just screaming right now. At oh, their, they're like, God, they're all wrong. That well, guy's an idiot. Da, da, da. Okay, all right, good. Well, talk. cool. I'm from yeah. Minnesota. I can. Admit. I, I was being pretty quiet. no malax needs to be one fish regardless of the size so what do you you think about like walleye limits then like change the whole state because i think (laughs) i want to know because or maybe we should take a commercial break let's take a commercial break (laughs) all right let's hear from our sponsors all right let's take a break we'll be back in just a moment Hey, everybody. <laughs> the who's bringing us into a commercial break here? Uh, this is Dan from the Ice Bed coming to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. Right now, it's time to start thinking about open water. And if you need a new open water rod, make sure you check out tunedupcustomrods.com and use our promo code ICEMEN. That's ICEMEN, one word, to save 10% off your purchase today. And then we also have to share that uh, Freedom Baits is also our sponsor. They make some killer baits that are absolutely fantastic for even springtime crappie use the code acpf10 for 10 percent off in your next order well uh i mean let's just keep the who rolling huh it's it's kind of that kind of night i feel i'm feeling it there it is <laughs> i feel like i need a bunch of chest tattoos Let's go get tattoos. Let's go get tattoos I, I'm right game now. For this. I'll give you a tattoo right now. <laughs> I, someone, someone, heat up a needle. <laughs> I got a big pen and uh, something else. Tuned up custom rods. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Tuned up custom prison tattoos. <laughs> this is inspiring music. I don't know if it's the right inspiration, but it's making me feel some things. Well, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome back from that uh, from that interesting commercial break. So speaking of uh, tattoos and burning ourselves, Adam Adam and I had a joke when we first started this company. If we ever sold like 10,000 rods in one season, we'd both brand our butts <laughs> with the brander. And I was like, you know, I, I, we got a little nervous a couple of years. I was like, I don't know if we really want to go through with this because it's never going to look like a fish. It's going to look like you just burned a huge chunk of your butt out. You've sold 10,000 rods, haven't you? Yeah, but not in one season. Really? No. You've been yeah. dang close. Oh, we're going to try this. Come now. on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. Come on, guys. You are lucky I don't have money. Otherwise, it would happen tomorrow. <laughs> would, you'll see the biggest order in tuned up we've custom got rods the, We've got history. the brander up front. I know. That's the thing. And that thing's hot. I burned my hot, fingers. Hot. I've burned my fingers 
well, it's heated up metal. So I, I know, but go. it's brass, and it, I don't know why. For some reason, it just feels like that giant brass iron burns. You would like need crap. to have just the lightest amount of what's pressure. The, what's the cheapest rod on the market right now, so everyone can get us over 10000 this year? Well, the Infernos are on sale. There we so. go. Hey, come on, guys. We if, only, if someone buys all the Infernals, I'll do it. We'll do it live. How many Infernals? What? We got? I'm kidding. Oh, he <laughs> said it, guys. It's gonna be there's not that many left. I, I there's like there's 50 like of them left. left. You'll have yeah. to name it, rename it the Ass Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't have a White Castle that night because oh. I'll get all nervous and it'll be all over. <laughs> I'm going to accidentally smear it. Would I? Would I? No, oh, gosh. Wouldn't matter. That's so for I, the, for, let's kind of go back. Should we get track. back into a track here? All um, right, so let's do our no. giveaway. We're going to do a like share contest, uh, numbers one through a thousand. First one to guess the random number. Correct. Yep. So we have got a random number somewhere between one and 1,000. You go on our Facebook page when we announce this episode. So don't, uh, yeah, wait till this episode has been announced. Comment your guess, any number between one and 1,000. If we have duplicate winners, we'll pick the first one to comment. And uh, you got to like and the share. page. You got to share the page. And how about we go over and, and, and like the, the SmackDown page too? Sure, why not? Let's do yeah. that. That would be a good one because then, you know, I mean, he's he's got some followers too. He does. I think even his aunt I, listens. Our, our mom's listen, but I bet his aunt listens too. She does have, uh, every <laughs> once in a while like a, a post. And I'm like, oh, look. Oh, look at that. My family says they care. <laughs> and they're always like, yeah, we watch you on the TV. And I'm like, on the TV. All right. That works. <laughs> yep. So what are we giving away? Um, some freedom baits. Some freedom baits. Uh, I just tuned up. Want to give anything away? Hmm. We got some tenth anniversary sweatshirts to get rid of. If you're a small, we'll right. give away small. Oh, well, there's a four X, I believe. There's a four X or a small. <laughs> All right. There's one. <laughs> <of these. laughs> you can so, hang it, just hang it on the wall. Get it yeah. framed. Forex is actually not as big as people think. No, they're it's performance not. fitted. Yeah, mm. you're a Forex, aren't you, Dan? I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not, not yet. <laughs> Another season of COVID. Dang it. Uh, the COVID-15 has not been fun. I'm down to the COVID-8.5 now, so I'm, I'm feeling a little better. I haven't gained any. Well, I've been working this entire time. I was going to say, what do you do for a full-time job? Or the, yeah. the what, maybe paycheck job? Yeah, no, I'm vending machines, so yeah. I'm, yeah, your job's I'm, interesting. I didn't, I didn't, I was actually extremely fortunate where my life didn't change a whole lot, other than I go home and my wife is there, because she's working from home now, mm-hmm. but other than that, didn't really change much. That'd be kind of nice, because my life changed. We call it prison a little bit, because yeah. every day is the exact same, and I can see, I mean, no offense to anyone who's been in prison, but that never changing anything. <laughs> Got to be careful of our prison. Debo's going to show up to the door tuned up. <laughs> well, but I mean, there's no change. Like yeah. someone's sharpening a toothbrush. No, right my, my wife had the same thing because she, especially when everything was locked down, she worked from home. She stayed at home. She couldn't go anywhere except the grocery store like once a week. Yeah. Like, I've worn out. A, the biggest thing problem for me in my household, I've worn out a pair of slippers in COVID. <laughs> I don't walk anywhere. Any, I literally put on my slippers every morning and i you know, I take my eight steps downstairs, eight <laughs> steps downstairs more, work in my office, take a nap, and work a little more. Doug, did you feel like a twinge of jealousy for everyone that, that got to stay home, though, at least at the beginning? Because I've been working the entire time as well. I, ha- I had to work. And I was a little jealous of the people who were like, okay. Well, no. No, not, no. Even, not even a little? No. See, I'm, I'm one of these people, like, if I don't go somewhere, like that weekend when it was 30 below and I didn't go anywhere, I pace. I pace all over the house. I don't have, I don't know what to do with myself. If I don't have something going on, 
I get bored. I pace. I bug the hell out of my wife. I mean, it just, no, I, I have to be doing something. So no, nah, I didn't, I wasn't jealous. I could have taken a two week lockdown. Uh, just you two, could just, do your job from home, Tommy. No, I couldn't. Just get a computer screen and a that's, cell phone that's, that's and you'd be good to go. That's not the way it works. Yeah, if everybody had gotten like, they would have done like a two-week lockdown and then everybody went back and I'd have been like, well, yeah, that would have been nice to have a vacation. Right. Tommy's, Tommy's <laughs> an ambulance dispatcher, so uh, oh yeah, he yeah, probably they're... needs to respond a little bit. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. They're doing that from home or he's still got to no, go in? it's still yeah, going okay. in. All right. I mean, they can just direct the phone calls to you. Yeah, right. Your, pers- your I've personal actually had, cell phone. I've, I've literally had nightmares about that, honest to God. Like, about trying to do your job from home? Yeah, like I'm getting calls and I can't respond and it's like, it's like a horrible nightmare that I've got that I've had several times. So no, thank you. I want to keep that away from home as much as possible. Hmm. So you were jealous, but you don't really want it. No, I I just don't want to go to work. <laughs> that's fair. That's a different, that's a whole different. Yeah. Thing. We're having a different conversation over here. I had a job that I worked from home and then I changed jobs, went to the office for two weeks and then it got locked down more and I went back home. So yeah. I, it's nice that you got a couple of weeks at your new company though. It was great to actually meet people. Otherwise I think I would have been a hermit. My brother got hired to a new job, a different brother. And he got hired during the lockdown and he's never, never been to the office, never met his coworkers. And it's like a brand new thing he had to learn. He said, it's very stressful because he doesn't know if he's, you know, he's like, well, everyone says you're doing fine and everyone's really nice about it, but you don't feel like you really understand everything yet. Well, and it's, it's weird because people are like, oh, you're doing a good job. But I'm like, do you really think I'm doing a good job? I'm not sure. Cause I'm at home all the time and working from home. I have this, a little bit of work guilt all the time. Cause it's like. I don't know. It, it just, you feel weird about it, I guess. Oh, teaching from home was not, yeah, it was not ideal at all. I mean, it was way easier, way easier, well, yeah, but it was also not effective. If you're a bad kid, you just hit mute. Well, right. <laughs> That's what you I would just do. know that you just know that you're, you're supposed to be doing something important. You're supposed to be doing something really that's valuable and you're just not doing a good job at it. Yeah, but the, the same, kids, they're not learning anything. It's not, they're no, not, they're not learning nearly no. what they need to be. Doug, do you have kids? No. Okay. You're, so my son, I mean, bless his soul. I think he, if COVID didn't happen and I didn't have my wife, and I will say this to the day I die, she was the absolute perfect person to go to COVID with, with a kid because her degree was in early childhood education. My son, however, thought it was the worst person ever <laughs> because she literally beat reading into him to the point where he's actually reading now, but he hated it the first nine months. Yeah. It's, it was, it was not ideal. It was really hard for, you know, the kids to be motivated and, and there's so many distractions that are at home, you know, for me too. It's like, you know, it's so easy to just have the TV on in the background or to, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, I, I mean, mine, it was like, I'd, oh, like I'll go and get, grab a snack because everything's available and mm-hmm. it's just different. And now being back in the classroom, it's really challenging for the kids to get that stamina back. It's been uh, an entire year since they've had full days in the classroom. Do, I mean, because my kid comes home and he is shot. Yeah. There's nothing left of him. He comes home and I'm like, are you okay? He's like, can I just watch my tablet and go to bed? Dan, and do you like, have to be like a mask cop in school then too? I think the masks are a lot harder on the adults. The kids do a much better job at it than the than the adults do. Okay. Um, they don't seem they. I mean, I don't think they love it, but they don't seem to mind it as much. I, they're smaller. The masks are are physically smaller for the kids. 
but I pick my kids up from school and they'll wear their masks all the way home and not, not even notice it. But for me personally, like right now I'm stuck wearing a mask and a face shield, which is okay. absolutely <laughs> stupid. So, sorry. I can just picture you as Bill Nye, the science so guy ridiculous. right now. It's, it's insane. It's like a, like a, like a welding hood, right? Those face shields, like the, like it's the, a, it's a, it's a sheet of cellophane with a piece of foam and a, and a elastic band, like a headband, right? Yep. And yeah. it's, it, and the foam comes disconnected from the, from the cellophane. So it just is pressured on there and the kids can't hear me because it's, it traps all the sound and it, it, it turns the sound and it funnels it right back into your ears. So all day long, I'm yelling at myself essentially. <laughs> and then it fogs you should, up. You should face backwards. <laughs> I should. It fogs up, and so I can't see them. They can't hear me. I can't see them. It is, and and you know, I understand that there's a lot of people who are worried about getting sick, but that personal, I think that that piece of protective equipment is not necessary, and it's detrimental to being effective. And I'm vaccinated. You know, I'm not shooting COVID out of my eyeballs at the kids. It's there to keep COVID out of my eyes. All I can picture is Cyclops. So <laughs> the Wolverine, like, COVID kids. <laughs> it, it's a nightmare. We just got permission. They, we just got an email today saying, starting M March 1st, you can choose to wear one type of face covering, though it's strongly recommended that you wear two at all times. Show up with a hockey mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Here, kids. Old, yeah. <laughs> Jason shows up. I mean, I, wearing a mask is, I'm not a big fan of it, of course. I, I think I don't like it. And now that I'm vaccinated, it, for me personally, it doesn't matter. But the the face shield is stupid. I feel like I have permanent scars behind my ears from wearing masks. Yeah. You know, the, the masks are too small for me. And it's just, my ears are like, like Prince Charles when I'm at work. You know, it's like. Dude, you can pull them out. Just rock the, um, the uh, bandana. Like no, we, we have to wear hospital-approved PPE when oh, I work. So, damn. Do you have K95s? No, I don't wear K95s. That's only if you're using a droplet procedure. So no. that, thankfully, it's not happening in dispatch, but we have to wear like the you know, the blue masks. Yeah, it's – and, you know, for a lot of people who wear masks, they're running into the store or whatever, or I don't know. I don't know for you, Tommy, but for me, my job is talking. You know, all day long. Uh, dispatcher. And talking through a mask is... <laughs> I think he's got you beat. No, I'm saying That's that. all he does is talk. That's what I'm and saying. You, and you really got to pay attention to what he says. What was that? Two compressions versus three breaths? Vital life-saving information coming out of his mouth. But there's a big difference between sitting calmly and, and breathing versus talking through a mask. Right. It, it takes a lot more effort. And, it you know, you breathe it into your mouth when you're trying to inhale and you know like for me when i'm doing read aloud if i'm reading for 20 minutes solid it's exhausting they can't understand a word you're saying the catcher and the fur fry well i have to shout hey, is this a there. fishing show <laughs> i don't know we, 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 we <laughs> tried to give some stuff going, away going out the deep end yeah. we did went, we went let's down get the, the crew back on yeah right oh yeah <laughs> restart <laughs> They were they were inspiring me. If you wake up to, oh, I should set that as my what the alarm thing. Yeah, I haven't had an alarm for like seven months, so my wife will beg to differ. I use hers. Once she gets out of bed, then I get out of bed. Doug, before we went to break, you said you weren't going to get spicy. 
I was going to go. Oh, well, you were going to go spicy. We're talking about fishing limits now. Yeah, fishing yeah. limits. Yeah. I guess um, that, that's more control stuff. That's, that's we're digressing into the government control. I got right? spicy just for a second there. I hope my superintendent's not listening. He's going to fire your butt. Actually, I hope he is. I've emailed him and respond. <laughs> I don't want to wear a mask anymore. So limits. Tell yeah. me about your thoughts. Lower all of them. You all want people them. to keep less fish. Less fish. Now, do you? Let, so I'm a proponent of having minimum size and maximum size too. Nah. The Dude. whole slot limit thing. I don't. I don't really know. Depending on the fish, like bluegills, definitely I would put some sort of like so you know, protected my, slot on that. Mine is nine and a half. You shouldn't be able to keep more than your bluegill limit over nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. I would say you can keep one, one yeah. over nine and a half. Like you, yeah. you get a twelve inch trophy, sure. Right, 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 right. right, right. But now a you got twelve a, inch bluegill. They exist. They not many, but yeah. Great way but that's the thing. It's like yeah. if you get that one fish of a lifetime, sure. I understand it. Right. I would never want to skin mount personally because I always think it's like, what if I took that last genetic strain out of that lake? Like he's the ve- the very last male bluegill that's that big that has that genetics to grow that big. I don't want to be responsible for wrecking something. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that anyway. Yeah, but that's the way I think. Well, what if the small one that you take was going to grow to be that big anyway? Well, then and that's, it, it and sucks, that was the last one. Sucks to be him. <laughs> but exactly. He's already the biggest. I'm I'm not gonna question him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you know, they're thinking the walleye is going from six to four. Go to two. Ontario's two. And two. it didn't take I mean, I still drove up to Ontario and came back and I was happy as a clam. Right. Catching forty fish day, but in Ontario we caught walleyes from like ten inches. Up to twenty six. Yeah, there was no year class that was yeah, no balanced. two basically any size. I mean, whatever. Everybody's going to keep that eighteen to twenty inch anyway to eat because it's a good good eating size fish. And the the number one thing that people go well, what it's you know I I can't feed my family. Okay, here's I've said the same thing on my show many times. I'll somewhat censor myself for this, but okay, you want to feed your family fish? Take your and family fishing. Yeah, you bring them with. You bring them with. Let them, f- you know, fill out their their limits. How many walleyes do you need to eat, John? You're a big dude. How many walleyes do you need to eat? Well, legitimately, probably like, one and a half. Yeah, I mean, and it, you're you're a big guy. Oh, and that's I'm know. I'm talking just strictly eating fish. Yeah, just fish, not side dishes. No, so you like, know everything else. What I was I clean fish. You know, I, I clean two walleyes not too long ago, and there one was like sixteen, one was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Clean both of those. Fried them up, had mac and cheese and stuff, and about three of us ate off of those two fish. Oh, yeah. Because we had other stuff. And, I mean, granted, I wasn't to the point where you had to roll me around full, but I was pretty close. Yeah. Now, there's so many people that, I, that they go out and they still have that mentality of, I need to keep my fish. Need to keep my fish. Need to fill, you know, fill my freezer. Well, f- filling your freezer is illegal, just in case anybody out there doesn't realize that. Yeah, a, a, a limit is a limit. Like it's, it's yeah. There's well, daily limits say. and what possession is, limits. Would you increase so, the? I'm sorry. If you had two as a daily limit, would you be okay with a four fish possession limit? Yeah, whatever the possession limit is now, just keep it that same type of thing. I mean, if you're going fishing for a weekend, like yeah. this is my walleye yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should be able to keep you know the daily limit. If I go up Friday and you know fish Friday, Saturday, I suppose Sunday, you know, maybe a three day limit or whatever. But still, you're not taking. Six, six, and six. You're taking 
six total. Which is a third of the amount of fish you're totally taking. Does Wisconsin have possession limits outside the different from daily limits? I know I know South Dakota does. I don't know about Wisconsin. I know I only I know. know about stream trout from Wisconsin. And, and here's the deal: like I'm five. not talking about any of the states because those states can do whatever they want. Well, our our you state know. people don't realize like our state gets we're a huge take fishery. Oh, that's all we do is take. Yeah, I mean, and walleyes. What a lot of people don't realize: most walleye fisheries, big ones, other than the rare exceptions, are put and take fisheries. Mm-hmm. A lot of lakes are they gear them so they literally decimate the walleye population every year yeah yeah minnetonka's stocked lake yeah yeah there's very little natural production for them yeah i I don't think there's any i mean though i think some of these lakes if you stock them long enough and there's some ecosystem changes or if you open the lakes back up to how they used to flow you can have some natural reproduction back yeah but you can't have people you know pound that area and keep taking six fish every day yeah no we need to lower the limits of everything (laughs) Well, maybe not everything. I, I mean, think northerns have to be increased personally. Well, and they've tried to they've tried to mess around with that. The problem with northerns is is that you're not going to get the mass take of that fish because people don't like to clean those fish. But so no I, matter what they do with the limits, it's not going to happen. So I mean, for me, why don't you open up northerns all year long? Right. Because what I would do is open them up to bow fishing. Yeah, might as well if you can spear them. We when I was actually a part of the Minnesota or the Land of Lakes Bow Fishing Association, they've tried that before. And it's like, let us do it. And they're like, well, the size, and if you shoot one too big, and da-da-da-da. It's like, come on now. We know the difference between a 20-inch northern and a 40-inch northern. But you should. Duh. Because I mean, <laughs> it's, it's right. literally double. Yeah. It's, uh, well, and also the back is... You know, yeah, two inches wide to six inches wide. Yeah, yeah. they're huge. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, northern it, it, northern will always be a battle with the hammer handles and sizing because you just don't have as many people out fishing for them, just yeah. them, and then you have less people that are actually going to take them because they don't want to clean them. It, that's what they need to do is start actually promoting, hey, this is how you clean a northern to get those bones out. It's not that hard. I've seen it done a million times. I just don't need a lot of fish. And I will so, tell you otherwise one, I would. one thing about Northerns, and I, I might, if I get blasted for this, I'll just take it. I would rather eat a Northern in the wintertime than almost all other species. Like I hear a, that all the time. A small, like 22-inch Northern, they are amazing. They're sweet. They're, there's nothing better. The only reason people like walleye is because it doesn't taste like anything other than what you put on it. <laughs> it, it it's a it, flavorless fish that tastes like the freaking shore lunch that you dipped it in other than that it doesn't taste like anything no that's northern, that's why people like it northern actually has a sweet taste and yeah. i i i love it yeah that's they what stink people, i like i like northern too no, no, they, they, don't. Don't. they smell bad northern stink when you catch them yeah they're gross do you ever like caught a carp you ever caught yeah. a king salmon carp Guess are worse what? than than pike are king i'm salmon? not saying that they're not there's not worse fish i just think pike stink while i don't smell they're nice not slimy <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we're getting yeah. real real base here Good but God. you know i think one one way to do it that i that i liked was in manitoba when you go and buy a license you can buy different limit licenses so you can get a four day four fish a day license yeah for less or you can get a six fish a day license for almost double and then that money can go towards preservation. I wouldn't be against that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, I, as somebody who doesn't ever, re- I mean, I rarely keep a fish, you mm-hmm. know, like we talked about before, 
Red Lake was the one fish fry I've had in the last year. Yeah, I'd be fine on that. I don't keep fish either. I don't eat fish. I'm a bass fisherman no. mostly, and when I'm not, I whoever's with me takes the fish home. But takes the bass home? No, <gasps> oh, not the bass. Oh Jesus! <laughs> not the bass. <laughs> Although you know, there's a lot of people who shore fish Minnetonka who are very happy to keep a dead bass if you ever have one in your live hole. Oh yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, like you coming off a tournament and there's a dead fish. Dude, you know, here's like a 13-inch bass is just a big sunfish. It's yeah, it's they're white, it's part, white meat. They're literally part of the same family. In the wintertime, they're not any different. No. In fact, they're, they're better. Delicious. Yeah. And a 13-inch bass is a lot easier to catch than a 15-inch crappie, which probably have about the same amount of meat, I would say. 15-inch uh, crappies are probably. spongy. Well, but I mean, in the wintertime, they're, it's, they're probably about the same amount of meat. If you were to weigh them out, I bet it's very close. And there's a lot more 13-inch bass. Well, What's the I bag mean, limit 15 on bass? Inch, a 15-inch crappie's closing in on that two pounds, if not two pounds, and a 15-inch bass is probably right there. Yeah, and they're pl- bass are plentiful. I mean, I, I mean, not that we should start hacking up bass every weekend, but in the wintertime, there's nothing wrong with them. Well, and here's the deal. I mean, there are so many bass in some of these lakes. I mean, you take Tonka, you take Medicine Lake, you take all these other lakes that have a ton of dinks in it. You know, those 12, 13-inch bass, those smaller ones, yeah, take a couple. Yeah. It's fine. We need to take – I've even I've even heard the guys that literally started the catch and release, Jimmy Houston, Bill Dance, they were just on uh, – I think it was Stray Cass, and they were talking about it. They go, look, yeah, we needed to do the catch and release thing, but now we're realizing we do need to harvest some bass because it does stunt the growth of these bass. Well, because in, so, in a good ecosystem, you have, you know, big bass and you have big bluegills, but you have kind of a wide range. Some of these lakes, they get to the point where it's like every bass is topped out at 15 inches because there's no more food and there's yeah. 90 million of them. Yeah. But if you start thinning them out a little bit, you get bigger ones to grow and you get, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're out of ice fishing, you catch a couple of 12, 13 inches, take them home. Go ahead. I don't have any problem with people taking whatever is legally allowed. But then we get into the discussion of what should be legal. And that's that's yeah. fair, a fair yeah. discussion. Yeah. I mean, I've always been the same way. I've, I've said it many times. Look, it's your license. If you want to take home, we'll take bass, right? Six fish limit. You want to take home six 22-inch bass? I cannot do anything about it. Oh my, you imagine how much food you'd have? Like, <laughs> right. if you, okay. <laughs> You're feeding you, your entire family for you, a month. So let's take hypothetical situation, right? You have six bass. So you catch six 20-inch bass. And you catch. That's an amazing day. That's right? winning the Bassmaster Elite. By no, the way. Oh, in, yeah, in, sure. the, in winter time. Let's talk about the winter time. Because I, it, okay, still, just, it's just an amazing bag. Hypothetically, yeah. okay, talking you, thirty you ta- pounds of fish there. Yeah, and then you take, say, three northerns that are thirty inches. So you got another ten pounds of fish. You take six walleyes that are twenty inches. You'd have. 60, 70 pounds of fish by the it's time like, you're done. It's like, like yeah. you'd have yeah. so much fish, you wouldn't even yeah. know what to. And then it, that's technically your limit. If you really think about all the species combined, you'd have so many I, fish. In, it's it, like you said, Doug, too, though. If you, if you want to feed your family, bring your family. Yeah. You know, if you really want to catch fish just for sustaining your, your livelihood, you're going to put a, a big net in the water and eat whatever swims Well, into that's the it. thing. We don't. Okay, here's the deal we do not need to fish or hunt to survive. Anybody that says, oh, I feed my family off this this animal, blah, 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 you know, come on. It is so much more expensive to go fishing 
or hunting than it is to eat off the dollar menu. So we don't need, okay, need. Like need. But two people do serve, choose to two, do that. Two, I'm not yep. talking choice. Yep. We don't need to eat wild animals to survive, right? We don't. It's cheaper not to, actually. But Just there are people wait. that want to, which is perfectly fine. Mm. But you don't have to. So those people that are like, oh, I feed my family. Blah, blah. Come on now. No. You're the guy that goes out there. You'll catch your limited crappies today. You'll go home, flame up, throw them in the freezer. Guess where you're at tomorrow? Same hole, same fish, pounding more of them, take them home. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the, I guess that's the big problem with yeah. what I have. I mean, I had a lake that I used to fish as a kid that two guys from Iowa came up and they did that for like two weeks in a row. Kept, mm-hmm. kept crappies in the spawn. Just, they ended up getting caught with 2000 crappie fillets. That yeah. decimated that lake for a long time. We find that every sing, every year, multiple times in the summertime and the spring, all year round, you see the stories yeah. where there's thousands of fish, hundreds of fish, even 40 fish over the limit laid out there next to the DNR taking the picture, the trophy shot of, you know, the DNR trophy shot of look what we found. And it happens all the time because there's people that are doing it all the time. For one, we need to get more severe on the penalties. Yeah, I I think it should be. And the more you're over, the more severe it gets. And we're not talking just fines, monetary fines. No, you're losing your license for X amount of years. Done. And it's really... Because you've already proven that you've cheated the system. You're abusing the resource. Those people who are getting caught are not getting caught because they're... They're getting caught because someone's turning them in. You know, they're not... It's not just lucky that a dnr officer happened to see that well i can so see that it happens every once in a while so there's a lot of yeah. there's more people doing that oh yeah than get a, caught doing yeah that. there's tons of people lots more yeah. yeah i can actually see having one fish over right if you're crappie fish and you got two guys in the boat you're 21 okay i can i mean if i'm a game warden i could okay you miscounted now if you're yeah a guy, but you get back to the launch and you count and you yeah. go oh shit we're one over but now if you're at, at the launch and you're like ah, i got 160 you're like, you didn't miscount. You, well, yeah. I mean, but th- that's the thing for me. It's like, it should be more severe because yeah. if you're one over, okay, you made a mistake, right? You yeah. pay your $250 fish fine. If you're 1900 over. You're done for life. Yeah, that's it. Game over. <laughs> yeah, like, everything. You, you knew you were you yeah. were doing something really yeah. bad. Now, if you're one over a wall as on Mille Lacs, well, that's a different That problem. means you yeah. caught one. <laughs> you'd, you'd be double your... That means you caught one. Yeah. Yeah. No, we need to get more severe, and limits need to lower on all the fish. And they're doing their... You know, they're looking to do that all over the state, different lakes of the bluegills and, and crappies and stuff, which is great. Oh, I, I mean, think, it I think it's to be wonderful. Done. And there, here's the deal. There are some lakes that we need to take more fish out of because there's too many. The sizes are stunted. Well, our system is completely different than other states. So I went to out to Washington and fished, and every part of the river was completely different regulations. Yeah, and people are like, how 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 would you ever manage that? Well, you read the book. Try you, try you, Alaska. You, I mean, they have different rivers have different. You know, like for where we were, you could take four pink salmon and two silver salmon. That was it. Mm-hmm. But then you travel, you know, ten miles north, and it was you could take. For silver, zero pinks. So they regulated it completely different than what we did. And they regulated it. I mean, it was very serious. You had to tag every fish. You had to call yeah. them in. I mean, it was a little bit more work, but it was kind of 
I don't know. It was kind of fun. Yeah. But we caught hundreds of fish. Well, and that's why I said, I'm not going to talk about other states. You know, but it was a different, up to them and their it, bodies of water. It was a different way to manage it. It was state yeah. by state and you'd have, you know, one body of water that could have three different regulations on it. Yeah. Versus, you know, I mean like our, our state, it's like, okay, the Northern half of the state has this regulation and the Southern half, it's like, there's tons of bodies of water that are very different in each one. Yeah. Well, that's part of the problem is that we have so many lakes that it's hard to do one big blanket over everything and then get individuals, you know, lakes here and there and, you know, stuff like that. It's just a lot of lakes. I mean, you could have everybody going, hey, my lake's got too many of this. Can we, you know, and then, okay, we're going to do a special regulation there. And then we're going to do a special regulation there. And then somebody goes to fish it that's never fished it. They don't realize it. But I just think overall, you know, limits yeah they can all get lowered but that's my hypothetical thing if you caught all your limits yeah you'd have so many so much fish you wouldn't oh, know yeah. what to do with it i never could eat 50 pounds of fish a year yeah i i, I could no and you only named a couple of fish I mean, yeah you I got, mean, you we got, got, well if you go to uh, uh you go to malax right we'll take malax yeah. it's got musky in it if you catch one big enough 56 of 56 plus. Yeah, but then you're staking it out. I mean, you you still a, meat. Oh. Still pounds. You got you got you got you got a 56 inch musky. There's recipes for it on the internet somewhere. You got pike. You've got large and smallmouth. You've got walleye. You've got uh perch. You've got tulabi. You've got uh bluegills. It's far and few between, but you're still there. You got crappie. Um I think they There's burbit. There's there's burbit, which there's an unlimited yeah, that's a supply. One, that's so one that's thing a, is, that's a wild card. You can catch them all damn day. And is there is there a limit on tulipy? Are they a game fish? I don't think. Don't I don't think know if there is. So. I think they're a rough fish. Are they? Don't quote us on this. Yeah. I mean, we're not experts. No, look but, it up yourself. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't take anything we. Yeah. Well, and, aren't they basically big sucker minnows? Is no, that, they're just big shiners. Yeah, tul- big shiner minnows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I, there might be suckers in there too of some sort. Okay, Maybe. so say, I mean, you probably But catch, anyway, I mean, we got like 10 different you species in that crayfish. Lake. You, could, you could come out of that lake one day with 100 pounds of fish. Yeah. That's, minimum. That's crazy. Actually, it, actually, actually, it'd be way more than that because the muskie would be what? 56 40, inch would yeah. be like 40 pounds. Yeah, yeah you probably have 35 pounds of meat by the six, time you carved it out. Six smallmouths. <laughs> Five you pounds get of caught, like, <laughs> 30 pounds of smallmouth. You'd have a 23 and one eighth inch walleye, and that's what would get you in trouble, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, one day's limit is like taking like a six point buck, basically. Essentially, yeah. 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 <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, that's, I, I mean, know. it's like. It, but then you have to eat all of that before you can keep any more. <laughs> yeah. It'd be sick. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. We need to take a hard look at it, and which they're starting to, but. Us as anglers need to look at ourselves and go, okay, what do I need to eat? Yeah. And it, people shouldn't, I mean, I've always a proponent of this. If you freeze fish, freeze it for like a week and then eat it. Yeah. Don't freeze it for, you know, you don't need the next six months. I like to go out, catch my meal, clean it, and put it in the frying pan and eat it. Yeah, I won't freeze fish myself. Yeah. If I'm not going to immediately... Catch and cook it. I'm not gonna. Eat, I'm not gonna freeze it. I will say I do freeze fish, but it's usually because I'm. It's Sunday. You catch say oh, one or two walleyes. Okay, I'll clean them, freeze them. Friday night of the next week, I come up there and eat them because it's more of a convenience thing. Yeah, but that's just me. Yeah, but you're not filling your freezer full of fish. No, there's two walleyes <laughs> in there, and it's <laughs> it's me eating them, and yeah. then if I just eat two walleyes, I'm 
a happy camper. <laughs> I was I was hoping to uh, be able to, you know, I was going to ask you about the one in the back of your truck, but I, I heard it was gone. So yeah. <laughs> the one rolling around. <laughs> I had to bring it up. I just it finally thought out. <laughs> no, it's like the goose in the back of my buddy's truck. He all came back to life. <laughs> it was like three months later, and he's cleaning out the back of his truck. Doesn't have a topper or cover on it. So he's got all this stuff, and he's digging through. He goes, oh, damn. It's a goose back there. He left it back there. It got, it got covered up with stuff, and it was cold enough where it didn't stink. I mean, it was you know late-season goose, and yeah, I got covered with things, and then snow, and this and that. And yeah, still had a goose back there. I'm I can like, see. I, I feel much better like, about losing one, one fish in the back of my but truck. But you have a topper, John. Yeah. Well, mine wasn't stinky at all. I mean, it was frozen solid the last yeah. three weeks. Well, so was the goose, because well, it was the winter time. It was over the winter, so... That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've never done that. I ever tell you about my kid who had a we caught a bunch of tulipy or whitefish up, and my kid grabbed one out of the freezer and ran and chased my wife around the house for like two hours with this fish. No, what? So he's running around. He's like making noises and stuff because it's all squishy and yeah, gross. I didn't realize it was thawing, <laughs> so it was starting to drip like tulipy or I think it was tulipy. It was oh. starting to drip like tulipy. Death slime. There's all nothing over the grosser house. than Tulipy. Yeah, especially uh, when you have it in your kid's hand and he's just chasing your wife around. I'm just laughing and I'm thinking, God, what does that smell? <laughs> Tulipy just dripping. Ugh. We were up at Red Lake in December this year and there was a group of guys who were coming into the fish cleaning spot in in uh, Waskish there. What's uh, Westwind, the F- Westwind fish cleaning place. And they had an otter sled that was completely stacked, like six fish deep. The whole thing, it looked like they had chopped wood is how full this thing was. And they had just come off the reservation with a reservation guide where they could keep literally unlimited trout. Yep. And it was, they must have had 150 trout. Why did they come all the way to the east side of the lake? Probably that's where they're They were staying there. Yeah. Yeah. And these things were absolutely bowling pins. They could not have been more solid. And they were trying to, they were in there trying to clean them. And they they're, they're must they must have had close to two hundred fish. Wow, it was and, unbelievable. And dude, trout are slick, like slippery, slimy. Yeah, yeah, when you're trying to clean them, it's like trying to like take a walleye and then dip it in cooking oil oh, and yeah. then put lard all over. It's like zoop, you're like it's it's hard to clean them. Yeah, these it's guys, hard to hold them. Yeah. These guys were barely in the condition to to be walking into the bait store too. So they, was, sh- they shouldn't have had a knife in their hands. It was something else to watch. <laughs> I actually might have wanted to record that. <laughs> Just well, we were. It was COVID, so they were making us you know limit how many people could be in the cleaning station. So there was so many people in line waiting. It was something else. Anyways, that's a lot of that's a lot of trout. Yeah, oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah, mm. I, I think our limits need to be dropped. I just. Yeah. Overall, it, we need to have a better fishery because I look at it, it's like, what are my kids going to grow up to? I mean, my fishing was way better as a kid, um, just overall, like, I mean, numbers and size. Yeah. Now, but, I do, I kind of have this theory that, you know, we've been, you know, the whole catch and release thing, right? On all of them, you know, perch, crappies, bluegills, all that stuff, right? And I think that the, the younger generations, right, are really taking that to heart. And in turn, I think they're teaching the older generations. Before it was dad takes a kid out, kid doesn't know about catch and release, so dad just fills up a pail full of fish, they go home, clean it. Now the kid knows about catch and release, and 
they catch a big fish and the kid's like, oh, you know, I'll release it. And of course the dad's probably like, well, you know, whatever. well, yeah, but catch and release dad, you know? So I think the kids are actually teaching the older generations. I think, at I least think I'm hoping there. so. I think so. So you kind of have that reverse. Typically we're teaching the kids, you know, I mean, you know, not like young, young kids maybe, but you know, the teenagers in the young twenties, they're starting to teach the older generations. So, and as the older generations sounds morbid, but die off, this younger generation takes over, you know, that whole, the bar slides. So I, you know, it's, it, we're getting better at it. I well, still see, you know, in our generation, sorry, our, our age range, we're not too far removed from the people who literally did eat the fish for food. Yeah. I was going to say, you, know, yeah. you only have to go so, back one or two generations. You know, my dad's yeah. dad would have, yep. that would have been sustenance Yep. where our children they're not relying on it, like you said. You right. know, it's cheaper to eat at McDonald's than it is to fish for food. Oh, yeah. My grandpa, yeah, I guarantee if he ever caught a fish, he ate the thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to say my grandpa. Guarantee. We, I, I grew up with them during the summertime. I never remember going to a grocery store. When we went to Grandma and Grandpa's at 8 o'clock in the morning, you were on that dock fishing because you had to catch lunch. Yeah. I mean, it was, they were, it was pretty serious. You know, fish was a major staple in the, in the summertime. And I ate bluegills and northerns pretty much all year long. Yeah. I never even knew that, that you couldn't keep every fish you caught. Yeah. <laughs> like my, see my dad, he, I mean, he, I don't, he would bring home fish, but the times that I would go fishing with him, yeah, we caught and released fish. He didn't keep everything. Yeah. My, he'd let big ones go. He'd let smaller ones go. You know, he, he caught, the keepers, the eaters, the good eater size, and kept those, you know, so. And our dad's allergic to fish, so it was a little different for us. Yeah. All right, here's a question for you. So you say you want lower limits, Mm -hmm. but just generally, if you could change one of the Minnesota fishing laws, what would you change? Two lines. You want two lines? There's no reason we don't, we shouldn't have two lines. Okay. No reason at all, especially since... What's the DNR's big deal about not having two lines, right? Or whoever's making the decisions? Well, there's more fishing pressure. Okay. Okay. Well, this last year just threw that argument out the window because we just gained 30% more licenses and they loved every fucking minute of it. Yeah. So would you pay extra for an extra line? No. You no, want, no, no. You want no. two lines for free. Two lines for free. That's what does it matter? If I'm taking the same limit, I suppose. What does it matter how many if I have 45 lines out and I keep my two walleyes? Okay, cool. I got it done quicker. I had more fun, whatever. I mean, it shouldn't matter. And it's no different than wintertime. Exactly. Yeah, I can take two lines winter fishing right now. Is it just because I can only fish, you know, uh, two eight-inch holes or 10-inch holes or whatever? Well, that's dumb. I mean, the the, the technology these days, I can go out and I can find fish with a a pan optics. They're over there 14 feet. Go drill a hole. Boom, 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 boom. I didn't even use a second line. How about but you, the summer, But the summertime, for when I'm, you know, when I'm fishing walleye by myself, if I decide to go dragging crankbaits or lindy rigs or whatever that day, I should be able to have one off each side of the boat, two different colors, two different sizes, whatever, to find out what works better that day so I can actually go out and catch fish, especially if we are going to try to get more kids fishing, we should be able to use more equipment to do that. So they catch fish, so they get hooked in fishing. Mm-hmm. But if we're just out there dragging two lines and it's a tough bite, well, if we had two more, we could, you know, throw those outside on planer boards or just go two straight off the back and two long rods off the side, 
cover more water, four different setups to find out what's working today. Boom, we found it on that one. Set them all up that way. Johnny, we're going to go pound these fish now. I have to agree. Two You're lines. a two-line man. It, I, yeah. I think it's ridiculous. because Nobody's ever given me a reason why, a good reason why we can't have two lines. Here's the nice thing about two lines. Like, say I'm in the summertime with my family. We're out. You know, it's the four of us. Well, realistically, we could have four lines. would be nice to have six because there's always one that I'm changing in and out or doing something like, especially like trolling and stuff. Like, if it's just my kid and I, two lines, trolling, and you got two... 14 foot rods. I'd love to have two inner seven foot rods. So it's like, he gets a better opportunity to hook. I mean, if you only hook up two, three fish an hour, well, that could be six fish an hour. He's just having more fun. Mm -hmm. And so am I. So it's like, it's, it's tough not to be able to, cause in the winter time, you know, the, it was the first thing we always do. We throw out an iFish pro in the front of us and an iFish pro in the back of us. So he has something else to watch versus just sit there and be like, oh, I'm just jigging with my rod. He's always like, oh, is that flag up? Is that flag up? He thinks that's cooler than actually catching fish through the hole. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have two lines, we would literally sit there, or I would not fish, and I'd have one eye fish pro rod. Mm -hmm. Do you have an opinion, Tommy? I think you should be able to have two lines and a tip-up in the wintertime. So actively fish two lines and have one set line? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't care about so that. So you want three lines in the winter? I essentially, so. yeah, essentially. So if you just had a bonus line, I mean, I, I disagree with you a little bit. I'd pay five bucks for a bonus line throughout the whole year. That's what they're going to end up doing. Just, just to they're going to they're gonna end up doing a bonus line where you have to pay for it in the summertime. That's what they're going to start. Yeah. This so, has been. And I'll, in, I'll pay it, but I don't want to. I shouldn't have to. Because what what's my license is like? It's I bet it's almost eighty bucks now. With 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 sportsman sportsman combination wife. Trout stamp, wallet Do you know stamp. that now you have yeah. to have your wife come with you to the store? Yeah, we already talked about that. She's like, well, that means I'm going to, you know, like you're going to have to like not lie. Like, because I had her eye color wrong like, for <laughs> God knows how long. So now they're going to look. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't green. It was brown, I think. That's funny. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I know they debated the two lines many years in a row. I, I, I think that's probably coming. I think that's probably coming. It'll take a different administration. Perhaps. Yeah. Walls won't ever sign it. For me, if I could choose, I would have bass fishing be year-round. I wouldn't have a closure. I would have a catch-and-release season from February through May. Well, I, I was going to say, you should be able to fish any fish throughout the year. You know, I mean, just what, what's the point? I mean, if you catch and release them, it's not like you're disturbing them. There's every, uh, I shouldn't say every other, but most other states are a year-round bass season. Do you want to know why we still have an, op an opening day? Well, it's probably money. No, it's. It's got to be money no. and resorts, isn't it? No, it's tradition. But still, that's be, all it is. Minnesota's it, giant on tradition. And I've been, bass, I, bass was never part of the opener. Bass used to be, you know, the, the, the walleyes, though. Yeah, yeah. The bass, the bass opener, in you know, June or whatever it was, was to protect them during the spawn. Well, other states proved that's BS. Mm -hmm. So now, yeah, we can fish them on opening day. But no, the walleye opener is tradition, hundred percent tradition. I've been told that by somebody in the DNR. They go, that's tradition. It'll never change. You might see different species going, moving up and down, blah, blah, blah. But walleye will always have an opener because it's tradition here. Walleye opener doesn't bother me. I would like to have a bass season all year round. That's because I bass fish. Yeah. All I know is <laughs> largemouth bass like to hit a 
32nd ounce Northland tackle RZ jig and a white grub. So, oh, you catch a ton of Oops. bass. Yeah, you yeah, catch a ton of bass bad. when you're crappie fishing. <laughs> yeah, so I have I have plenty of fun catching them anyway. They're in the same spots. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, the thing. It's like I mean, but it looks weird when you're doing it with a seven foot bait caster. <laughs> Whatever. It's the only rod and reel I got, officer. Imagine your backlash with, with one of those guys. Yeah, turn that break all the way off. <laughs> all the way. What are you doing? I'm trying to get this backlash out. Leave me alone. Yeah, right. With you got to get the biggest, heaviest bobber you can find. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't know. The bass, the, the opener thing doesn't bother me too much. Whatever. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it because that means I can go pan fish without having the walleye guys and the bass guys out there. Otherwise, you know, it'd be everybody's out there all the, you know, all the time. And yeah, that's fine. Whatever. But two lines, make it easier, make it more enjoyable. It's, it should be that way anyway. I they think two lines, two lines just sounds so stressful to me. It's not. Just having to organize well, that. Dan, the amazing thing, you don't actually have to fish two lines if you have two lines. Yeah, you don't have oh. to. You don't have to keep a full limit of walleyes. Oh, but it's a revelation. Yeah. The pressure's gone. Yeah. It's, it's easy. But I, yeah, I think we should have a lot less i mean take our limits down but i mean maybe leave the possession limits up you know but i i think you really got to bring them way down two walleyes would be interesting yeah two walleyes you don't need any more than two walleyes no like i said and if you need more than two walleyes because you want to feed your family take your family fishing i'm okay with two walleyes but i think the possession should be four well yeah you can have two days whatever you know weekend type of thing yeah that's fine I mean, that's what it is now anyway. Isn't but it? Or is it one he, day? It, I can't ever remember. It's just one, it's day. one day now. It's possession it? and limit are the same thing. Yeah. No, I'd be fine with going down to two, but having a two-day limit. That's fine. Because then also you, if you're on a super hot walleye bite, say on a Monday, and you got a five-day trip, realistically, sometimes that changes, so you're not just going to go pound that one spot all the time, too. Yeah. But you can eat a couple walleye every night and still be able to replenish. Or you just kept eat a couple here and there. You just go out and catch them one day, and you don't keep any. I mean, there's that too. Yeah. You don't always have to keep fish. No. But I think, I mean, for a lot of guys, it's almost like bragging rights. Like, oh, I kept my limit. It's like, well. No one cares. I mean, it's a very like, satisfying but, no, feeling I mean, not, to put it in the box. Not us in this room. Yeah. I'm saying a lot of. Oh, no, I know. But I'm just, I'm telling them nobody cares. You cut no. your limit. It's like good for you. Yeah. I, I, like I see those pictures where it's like, oh, here's my, you know, limit of, you know, fish laid out all over the ice. And I'm like, okay, so what? It's hold up your two biggest of the day, take a picture and be happy. Yeah. And, and usually I release anything. I mean, we, uh, I went on a fantastic bluegill bite last, last early, early spring. It was still on the ice, but it was starting to get pretty sketchy. Um, but we caught probably 150 bluegill and we kept 17 to feed eight people. Yeah. And we, uh, we had, our limit was eight and a half. If they didn't meet eight and a half exactly on the dot, they went back both higher and lower. Yeah. And we had 17, we fed five kids and three adults yeah. easily. I mean, there was two people that didn't eat fish, but it was, I mean, everyone's like, well, is that going to be enough fish? You clean them up. You're like, that's a pile of fish. And it was plenty. Right. And you had sides. Yeah. I mean, and you, stuff. Had, you yeah. had bread, you had you, mac and yeah. cheese. You, you weren't had, just eating just fried fish. Yeah. Cause I can't <laughs> do that anymore. <laughs> it's a lot of fried fish. Yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, that's that's one of the things I, I could have kept at the time. If everyone was out there, I mean, 80 bluegills, 
what the what would I do with eighty bluegills? I'd right. be cleaning bluegills. For your hands would hurt after that. And it was cold. I mean, even at thirty degrees, and you you're, you're holding that fish for seventeen hours cleaning fish. It's going to be miserable eventually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Doug, we really appreciate you being here tonight. Yeah. Thank thanks you. for having me on. Where can people find you? Uh, all over the place. Just look up SmackDown Outdoors. Just Google SmackDown Outdoors or go on Facebook or whatever. You got your live shows. You got your YouTube. You got Yep. Tuesday nights, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, Facebook or YouTube. It's live streamed to both. Or if you're on Twitch, yeah, we do it to that too. So you can be my second subscriber. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can go to three different places, and I did the Twitter thing, but that's just a dumpster fire. So I'm like, "Eh, Twitch is an option. Sure. I'll just throw it over there. Whatever. But yeah, no, Tuesdays, uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and then... I do release them as an audio only version too. So make sure you subscribe to that so you can catch, you know, audio, the audio versions if you can't watch the whole thing. And then I'll, every once in a while, I come out with a different episode too. You know, like this one, I'll run as a bonus episode, you know, after you guys have it out for a little while. And I'll be actually this weekend, tomorrow, I'll be heading to Wisconsin and we'll do a podcast, audio only version. So I'm going to do kind of stuff like that too, mix in some bonus episodes. So if you're not subscribed, you're not going to hear it. So, but yeah, other than that, smackdownoutdoors.com has all the information for everything else I do. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here tonight, Doug. We appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun getting a chance to pick your brain and hear from someone who's been doing this podcast game a lot longer than us. So. Yeah. No, I tried to keep it a little less spicy, so. <laughs> it was good. It was good stuff. What's this music, Tom? I don't know. I thought we you were supposed it. to. Oh, you try to put us to sleep. He ruined it. He was supposed <laughs> to do the who again, wasn't he? Yeah. The, the who, who outro. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll catch you guys on the next episode.